Welcome to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. This is the place where you'll learn cutting-edge personal brand strategies from today's most recognizable influencers. We're going to teach you how to build a rock-solid reputation and then how to turn that reputation into revenue. I'm your lead host, Rory Vaden, co-founder of Brand Builders Group, Hall of Fame speaker, and New York Times bestselling author of Take the Stairs. Welcome to this special recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. In just a minute, you're going to hear myself and my wife and business partner, AJ, do a debrief recap and summary of our most recent interview with our big takeaways. But before we dive into that, I just wanted to let you know that people often ask us, What is the first step to building a personal brand? And if that is you or someone you know, then you have come to the right place because we have put together for you a free video short course to help you get started. Just visit firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get access. In it, we're going to walk you through what exactly is the genesis of a personal brand and the six key questions that every personal brand must be able to answer, but that almost none ever do. So go ahead and visit again, firststep.brandbuildersgroup.com to get started, and we'll see you there. Now on with the recap. Welcome back to the Influential Personal Brand Podcast, special recap edition, joined today by AJ, and we are breaking down an important family to us, the Ziegler family. If you didn't get a chance, make sure you listen to the interview that we did with Tom Ziegler, of course, Zig Ziegler's son, and Zig had a massive impact on our life and our early career, and so it was an honor to reconnect with Tom and see what they are up to, and AJ and I are going to share with you some of our biggest takeaways from the episode, so why don't you kick us off? Yeah, I think one of my biggest takeaways was just really interesting quote that Tom shared that was one of Zig's old quotes. And I think he even said it was from the 70s or 80s, an older quote. But I thought it was really relevant for the the time and space that we live in right now. And the quote was, if you pursue standard of living, you will likely never have a better quality of life. Hmm. But if you pursue a better quality of life, the standard of living will always go up. And I thought that was really good and timely just in this this season that so many of us are in and our businesses are in. And there's been a lot of economic change and family change and business change and virtual and just all the things. And I just, I was listening to a radio station a couple of days ago and they were sharing that HR department's number one concern right now are their people's mental health and well-being. Wow. It's not retention. It's not recruiting. It's, it's actually employee mental health and wellness. And it was timely because I had heard that on a radio interview. And then this interview with Tom was almost back to back. And I kind of just thought, oh, that's the universe going ding, 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 connect the dots here of what are you in pursuit of? What are you in pursuit of? And I just thought it was really good to kind of like take a step back. And as we get into this recap to settle in of like, whoa, what am I in pursuit of? And where does my own 
quality of life fit when it comes to what I'm working towards and why am I working towards it? So it was a little bit off interview topic, but for whatever reason, I kind of just even paused the interview and kind of sat with that for a moment of going, I know the rest of the interview isn't going to be talking about this, but this really simple quote really stuck out to me of just taking a moment of going, am I in pursuit of something for the wrong reasons? And where does my quality of life come into the equation of what I'm working towards? Or is that even a factor? So I kind of off script there, but that was my very first and probably most important takeaway, not from just the interview, but probably my whole week. I mean, that it was for me too. <laughs> that was one of my big takeaways. And just this idea that the quality of your life directly influences also the quality of your work. Mm. And I think it's like, you know, that idea and it's cool that companies, I think, are waking up to that. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. I think, one of the good things that have come out of the recent time is is going, it's not only the right thing to just care about the quality mm-hmm. of life of the people who are working in the business. It also is a good thing for the health of the business, like the financial health of the success is when you have happier people, they mm-hmm. do better work. So if you can't get yourself to come around to it, you know, if you're an employer, just because you're good natured is to make that connection. And I think it it hit me even more personally as going like, oh, wow, where is the quality of my life? And am I focused on that as much as the quality of work? And if I allow myself to really create the quality of life and focus on that, that the quality of work will increase as as a byproduct and the standard of living and just Mm -hmm. everything. And, And I think, I feel like there is this trend in the world right now where people are in some ways letting go a little bit of like the money and the hustle and the, you know, the achievement and starting to wake up more to just like happiness and joy and fulfillment. Although there's plenty of that other stuff that we're all we're all hanging on to. It's hardwired into our brains. But anyways, that was my my first takeaway too. Yeah, that was really good. So my second thing that kind of stuck out to me is I, I love this. And he was talking about his own identity. Tom was talking about his own identity in correlation to such a publicly and widely positively known reputation of Oh, you're going to steal my second point too. Zig Ziglar. You need to get your own points. <laughs> These are my points. And he said, he said, something I had to realize is that Although I was speaking through and for my father's legacy on principles and values, that my dad, Zig, was a one of a kind. And I'm not him and he's not me. And I don't speak like him and think like him. And I don't mm-hmm. motivate like him. I don't inspire him. But that's okay. Is that people still wanted Zig's principles and values and ideas. But they wanted them in the own way that Tom could deliver them, right? And I think that was really kind of an aha moment for so many of us is what are we trying to be like that is not who we are just because we think that's what other people want? Mm. Not because that's what they told us they want. It's just because that's what we think they want. And so as Tom was going through this story of how he really had to learn that the gift of his father was not his own, but he had his own gifts and that people still wanted to learn from him in his own way. And he didn't have to be Zig or be like Zig in order to 
complete that, you know, cycle there. And it just made me think of how often so many of the clients that we work with and people that we talk to, and even us, right, our own family, friends, uh, our own team, it's like we live in this idea of I'm going to be this way, because I think that's what my audience would like. Like Rory actually heard this again on the radio in the car a lot here lately, apparently. Oh, um, and now you're going to steal the other thing I was going to say. <laughs> I'm not going to have anything to say. But this one, is good, though. One, one third of Americans actually decide where they're going to vacation mm-hmm. based on how that location will look on social media. That's as they sad. take pictures. And Rory kind of shared that. And I was like, well, that's funny. Wait, that's not funny. Funny, not funny. Because it's, it's a bummer. It's, uh, it's really unfortunate that we do things, we live our life thinking that this is what other people want from us without ever living into our own uniqueness and originality. And quite honestly, forget that. It's like we don't even do things for ourselves anymore just to impress, please show others what we're doing versus is that really what we want? And so... Anyways, it was a great part of the interview. It was short and sweet, but also very poignant in the fact of, man, how many of us are living in the shadow of other people's expectations when indeed they don't even want that from you? They want what you're not giving them, but you're not giving it to them because you don't think that's what they want. So I just thought it was very, I don't know, humbling in a way of going, wow, have you ever even thought, are you trying to be someone that you're not to impress people that actually want the real you, not the fake you? And it was, a, I think it was just a really good part of the interview of this aha moment that so yeah. many of us relate to. Yeah, that was profound. I mean, I wrote down when he said, dad always told us that his gift is not our gift. Mm-hmm. And that like gave me chills because I was going, what an important lesson for Zig to pass on. Mm-hmm. And also for everyone to know, like the way he said it too is so true is like, Zig had plenty of weaknesses, just like anyone else does, that are Tom's strengths. And who are we trying to be like that is not us, that is preventing us or disallowing us from, us from being us? And I think that happens all the time, right? We're trying to emulate somebody or mm-hmm. some set of people versus what you said, just settling in and receiving the idea that what people want from us is to just be us. Yeah. I love, you know, Sally Hogshead kind of talks about this where she says, you don't have to become more fascinating. You have to just become more of who you already mm. are. And as a byproduct of that, you'll be fascinating. But when we try to become like everyone else, then we we become bland and we're not living in our gifts. And that that was powerful. Mm-hmm. That was a powerful moment. That was really cool. Yeah. So apparently we have the exact same takeaways. Maybe the third one will be different. We'll see. But the third one I thought wasn't necessarily a point in the interview. It was the interview as a whole. And we talk a lot about this. And we've had several guests on the show over the last several months that have also talked about how do you take one existing piece of content and build an empire? And it's not just a book or just a course or just a speaking or just this, but it's like, how do you take a piece of content or in the Ziegler, Ziegler family, oh, lots, of piece of, <laughs> lots yeah. of pieces of content, but you don't have to have thousands of pieces of content to build a very large production engine That's of good. business. You can build a big business off of one set of curriculum. And, you know, I could give you dozens of people who have done this, but one piece of content can be a book and a speech and a course 
and shared on a podcast and turned into a coaching program and then a Mm -hmm. training program and then a consulting program and then a certification program or a train the trainer program. It's like the list goes on and on and on off of one set of content. It's like you don't need 35 different pieces of content to build a very big business that's multifaceted. And I think so often people get consumed with, in order to do a new thing, I have to have new content. And what Zig, the kind of Zig vault of content and what Tom is doing with that is a great example of, no, we're not necessarily trying to create brand new content. We're repurposing content that has been loved and adored around the world and giving it to people in new ways. Smart. And really good. So again, it was just the whole interview as a whole of reminding all of us, you don't have to have lots of pieces of content to have lots of different business models. Yeah, that's a really good reminder. It's another example of like when we talk about Sheehan's wall where, you know, if you have diluted focus, you get diluted Mm -hmm. results. And I think people are always like off chasing the next content. And sometimes I think in a lot of cases, you're more likely to make more money by serving your existing audience in a deeper way versus creating a new thing for a new audience. Mm. So that's a good reminder. For me, my third takeaway that I wrote down was just, again, it wasn't actually so much related to personal branding, except for like being an entrepreneur. When Tom said, you know, a great leader is more focused on the growth of their people than the results from their people. Mm. It's kind of tied back into that quality of life thing that it was just like, If you really can invest in people and care about people and build them and and provide for them and coach them, that is how you get the most out of them, not by just coming at them and pressuring them to get the most out of them. And, you know, just building those relationships and investing in in people and and believing in them. And I think that's part of their shared legacy. Yeah, definitely. uh, I was going to say that's very shared. That's just the Ziegler family. Ziegler Ziegler philosophies. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, there you go. A great chance to sit down with legendary family. And Tom is such a great guy. We're excited to see how that brand is the new moving era. and the new era and it's transitioning and it's, it's really, really cool. And anyways, it's an honor for us to get to bring conversations like that to you and an honor to us that you would keep coming back to listen to them. So thanks for being here. We'll catch you next time. That's all we've got for this episode of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. But here's some great news. One of the most valuable things you can do to help us and other new potential listeners to find our show is for you to both rate this show and leave a review. So as a special bonus for you, if you leave us a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen, take a screenshot of your review and email it to podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. And we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation. 